Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products, that's plural, forward slash valuations. Again, both plural, founderpath.com forward slash products, forward slash valuations. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitladka.com. Guys, he's grown 200% year over year, doing about a $1.5 million run rate today. That's up from just $35-ish thousand dollars a month exactly one year ago when they closed their first round of funding, $2 million bucks on around a $10 million post-money valuation. Before that, they just had two early angel investors that put in a couple, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 bucks a pop. Otherwise, him and his co-founder split equity 50-50 for their tool, mobile.io, which helps businesses keep their metadata updated across many, many listing sites, whether that's Google Places or some other app exchange. Hey, folks, my guest today is Jacob Vickstrom. He is the founder of mobile.io. That's M-O-B-A-L. It helps with business profile automation. Jacob, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. What does that mean, business profile automation? Uh, what business profile automation mean? Um, that means actually like if you Google, let's say, a restaurant on the Google search engine, you see this info profile with pictures, reviews, uh, opening hours, anything. It takes manual clicks to actually update it. Well, our software automates a lot of that updating in a nutshell. So it's like metadata updates across many different listing sites? And many different listing sites, yeah. And we believe like that sort of the world is consolidating into these bigger platforms. So again, Google, Instagram, Facebook, and really soon as well, Apple is where uh, we're integrating with the platform. You have a lot of energy. Does that mean you're rich? Do you have a lot of customers already? No, I don't know. I, I, I think it's part of my personality. Uh, but, but things are going well, to answer your question, also. <laughs> That's very cool. Okay, so what are you charging companies on average to use this technology per month? So it's a good question. So again, per month, it, it changes dependent on how many locations you have. So again, to take you through some really basics, again, the Google profile listing or in Apple Maps, the listing itself the companies that actually need it are those who have foot traffic to their location. So again, for example, a restaurant, car dealership, cafes, different re- retail companies, brick and mortar, and so forth, because, because customers use the search engines or maps to actually like find some kind of hyperlocal um, information. Um, so, so yeah, the pricing, to come back to that, again, how we price um, the product is according to the features. Like, if you want to, let's say that you're a restaurant and reviews are really your issue, then we can charge as well just for automating the reviews. But Jacob, just what, give me an average real quick. What's the average customer pay you per month? 
And our average customer, I would say like, again, it depends on the locations, but let's say uh, if it's one location, it could be everything between 40 and 60, depending on the automations. But then if it's 300 locations, um, it can go well under 10 euros as well per location. Yep. Okay. But Jacob, make the math easy. If you add up all your customers and divide by your revenue, right? What's the average customer paying per month? The average customer paying per month, like, are you talking about the whole customer base that we have? Yes. The annual, uh, the average uh, contract value, I think it's about 5K um, at per this year? point. Um, per year, yeah. Okay, 5K per year. That's great. And that average, what is that for five locations, 10 locations? What's your typical user? And typical user is a smaller chain, like with the, with that actually has the, the like need for its business to run that the foot traffic has to go into to the location itself. And put this on a, ro- a timeline for me. When did you launch the company? What year? We launched three years ago. Um, and how we launched was that we actually started by just doing this manually as a service to the clients to update the listings. That was how we started. And from there, we started to learn the pain points, what the customers actually needed. Then we built a tool for ourselves to update the listings uh, even more effectively ourselves. And then customers started to ask as well to use it. And, and from there, we became uh, a SaaS company. So how much revenue did you do in your best year as just a service business before you launched the SaaS company? As a service business, it was something closer to a million um, that we did with the service business. Yeah. And who's we? When you did a million in revenue that year, how many full-time employees did you have? At that time, I think um, something maybe closer to 15 people before we then became a SaaS company and took a venture capital investment. Um, which was one year ago. Um, and then we ra- th- at that point, we raised our seed seed round. So how much did you raise in the seed? Uh, 2 million. Okay, 2 million. And most folks are, are selling between 15 and 20% of their company in their seed round. Is that the same for you? Uh, something in that ballpark, yeah. Okay, so you raised it like a 10 million post-money valuation, something like that. In the ballpark, yeah. Okay, was that the, looking back now, was that the right decision? It's definitely the decision. And again, like... I believe as in any sort of round you go and raise, even if we've just raised like one proper, um, I think it's more about as well who you're partner, partnering up with. Um, so again, like we, we had the, we're thankful to have as well Lifeline, which, uh, which was the company who, venture capital company who invested in us. Very good. Okay, so you raised two on 10. And um, how many, it sounds like you have co-founders. How many of you guys launched the business? So it's me uh, and one other co-founder as well. Um, and, and yeah, that was us too, who started and then were two guys, businesses. Yeah. Were you nice at the beginning? You just split it 50, 50? No, because we had two business angels as well in the beginning. Um, so, so they, they as well played a part and, and not only invested, um, they actually worked part-time for, for the first year to, to get the business. How much did they the invest? That was really like small amount. It's in the like amounts of tens of thousands so that okay, they invested. So, so and, and then so after you, that so sort of, angels, after that, yeah. Angels. Two angels plus two co-founders at the start, but ignoring that, I'm just curious how the co-founder split the equity. Were you guys split equally or no? Yeah, equally. Yeah. With the co-founder. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. And then how much did you give the two early angels? What percent of the business? 20, 30, 50? Um, Like the amount originally on the cap table, something like 10 and 10%, something, something in that ballpark. Interesting. 10% today of your company, right, is worth a million bucks because you just raised it at a 10 million valuation. Why couldn't you? I mean, it sounds like you had a successful agency. Why couldn't you use 50K from the agency revenue to fund the software business and keep that equity from those angels? 
that's definitely what we did uh, after starting the company and and again like beyond the equity itself the money like we wouldn't i think i really saw the value of business angels um in the beginning when they joined the company because it was more than equity it was network uh it was both successful in building their own business that was definitely a part of the the agreement as well mm-hmm. um and yeah i would say that's my like that's my take on on the angels and 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 as somebody said like there's never a perfect cap table um and and i think but I, but I would say I'm I'm really Come satisfied. On, Jacob, I'll tell you what a perfect cap table is: a billion dollar company, and I own 100. percent That's perfect. Well, that, that that's perfect in a sense. But again, perfect. but in a sense, it's perfect. But again, I think sharing your victories with others is like what what it, what the whole story is about as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're a nice guy. I mean, I'm kidding. I enjoy that too. You want to take a good <laughs> team? Like Let's just say this: a cap table with no uh, equity investors on it, only your team. That would be very cool. All right. Um, talk me. Talk to me more about your your size today. How many customers are paying you? Customers are a bit over three hundred um, oh, now wow. in total. Yeah. And so can uh, I take? And 300? we're like we're we're like Europe uh, and then US. Um, and and really, yeah, we're really in the beginning. Like we're still building the foundations to what we do. And again, like on a like the mega trend that we're working in, and what I what we know that is happening already is that if you get all the information from the listing, let's say that you are going to go to a restaurant. You don't go to the website anymore. You just go to the listings. So the listings are becoming the new version of the website if people still use search engines as their way to consume info. And that's the really interesting part of what we're working with. Can I take 300 customers times the $5,000 a year average contract value? You guys are doing about a $1.5 million run rate today? Mm, yeah, something in that something in the ballpark, yeah. Okay, that would be about $120,000 a month last month. Is that right? Something in the ballpark, yeah. And help us understand growth. If you were at around that today, where were you exactly one year ago? One year ago, um, I think, yeah. Now again, I don't remember exactly the number, but something closer to a 200% um, growth. Okay, so you were, you were like around thirty-five, dollars $40,000 a month about a year ago. Something, something in that ballpark, yeah. You're really interested in the numbers. I think that's good. Businesses are driven with numbers. <laughs> have you listened to Have you listened to the show? I have. Okay, well then you know that I always ask numbers, right? <laughs> it's good. <laughs> I, I'm, I get bored otherwise. Okay, I don't. Yeah, I don't it's like good. It. <laughs> All right, very cool. Um, got it. So, so I guess walk me through how you're growing today. How are you signing up new customers? So we're signing up new customers mainly. Like we're trying to get everyone to talk to us first. It's an interesting like model that I believe in like the whole self-serve BLG model as well. But when you're early and we're really trying to listen to the customer as good as possible, um, I think doing that manual in the beginning works. And that what we've, that's what we've noticed to work. So again, really like SD, to go into a practical term, like SDR activated uh, demos all the way. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So how many folks are on the team today and how many are SDRs? Folks on the team are talking about the sales team. Just your whole team, the whole team. The whole team. Uh, we're 31 today. How many yeah. sales reps? And sales reps uh, were five. And do they all carry a quota? Uh, yeah. Uh, and different, obviously, like quotas, uh, depending if you're an SDR or uh, an AE. What's the SDR quota? SDR quota is in meetings. How many? Um, it's a good question. I think it was 20, I think it's 20 meetings that we have as our quota. Yeah. Per month or week? Month. Per month. Interesting. And then what's the AE target quota? 
Um, again, it's dependent a bit on the market. Uh, it's dependent, uh, dependent on like which companies you're targeting. Um, but it can be anything, again, dependent on ramp up and market, but let's say between one and, and four KMR. So each, each month, the AE has to convert the SDR meetings that get set up into one to four K of new MRR. Yeah. Dependent on the market. Uh, okay. And, yeah. So, so if they add 4k every month for 12 months, they're adding $48,000 a month to the business or approximately 600, $500,000, $600,000, a new ARR per AE, but you only have, it sounds like one or two of them. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Um, you raised about a year ago or any plans to raise this year? Um, I have, we haven't thought about it at this point because again, we're building so many foundational things to the company to actually scale effectively with capital. Like, well, as the name of the game is, is today, but we've always had that approach to, to have a really red line of, of sort of how we use capital. So no, not today, but by the end of the years, year, who knows? Why don't you have more than 300 customers? I mean, one thing you can do is just obviously scrape listing websites and then reach out to every single founder. It feels like an outbound strategy here. Could you guys just be printing money? Yeah, no, I think it's a really, really good point. And that's a part of as well, like building the machinery that we're, we're, we're going to do. I think there's a lot of potential, but still a lot of the sort of sales work is done uh, manually because at the same time, I think we, we still have a lot sort of to figure out with the product and how we'll like maximize the customer value. So, so that, that would be like my answer, even how much I would like to scale endlessly um i mean as quickly as possible i think we first have to really dig out and understand all our customers and when you look at how sticky your customers are what has your net dollar retention been over the past 12 months it's been something about 100 percent. it's been 100 percent. yeah okay and what are you willing to spend in terms of cac to get a new five thousand dollar a year customer Again, that's that's changing so much. So I I can't even give you give you a straight answer to that. It depends on like like looking two months back. It's very different than it than it's today. So all right, fair enough, Jacob. On that note, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite book. Favorite book, Ray Dalio's Principles. That's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Well, the one I'm following at the moment, and a new one is Stephen Barlay, the with the podcast. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building mobile? Favorite online tool? I would say Salesloft. Number three, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I would say weekday seven, weekend nine. Fair. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Um, I'm in a relationship, yeah, but unmarried. Not married. Any kids? No kids. Okay. And how old are you, Jacob? I'm 31. 31. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. That's a good question. Um, well, to make more mistakes, maybe that would be like what I would have wanted to know. Guys, he's grown 200% to you over a year, doing about a $1.5 million run rate today. That's up from just 35-ish thousand dollars a month exactly one year ago when they closed their first round of funding, 2 million bucks on around a 10 million post-money valuation. Before that, they just had two early angel investors that put in a couple, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 bucks a pop. Otherwise, him and his co-founder split equity 50-50 for their tool, mobile.io, which helps businesses keep their metadata updated across many, many listing sites, whether that's Google Places or some other app exchange. Jacob, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you.